Has it been a while since you've had an epic burger, hand-tossed pizza, hand-breaded tenderloin, seafood, craft beer, or even a handcrafted cocktail? Well, if so, the Damn Landing is the place to be. The Damn Landing is a bar and grill located on beautiful Lake Manitou that focuses on freshness and quality. On the weekends, they have the Damn Smoke, which features barbecue and fantastic steaks. In addition to those, you can wash it down with one of their 16 beers on tap, including a constant rotation of today's best microbrews and domestic flavors, or a handcrafted cocktail made using fresh ingredients. Taking the fantastic views of Lake Manitou in their beer garden or outdoor bar area, whether it be by boat or by wheels, the Damn Landing is the place to be. Located at 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester, Indiana. of your golf glove not being comfortable and durable are you tired of going through way too many golf gloves a year well folks the secret is out with circle 15 golf circle 15 golf is a brand focused on bringing two quality products and experience to the everyday golfer like you and me it's built on 25 years of tour experience featuring the genesis glove the most durable and comfortable glove available in the patented glove hub the first and only glove humidor on the market Find them and more details at circle15golf.com. And folks, just listen to that Velcro snap from the Genesis. Don't take my word for it. Go get one yourself and see why it is the most durable, comfortable glove on the market today. And get yourself a glove hub, ball marker, divot repair tool, Circle 15 hat while you're at it. Circle15golf.com. Birdie Bogey is brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC for fresh, locally grown, nutrient-dense produce from Bryce and Katie Romine of Mintone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, and check out their website, noblegnomellc.com. Are you looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting? Performer Print House has over 50 years combined experience of promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one-source print and promotional company and give them a call today at 574-210-3815. The J-Man's Book of Prediction of the Week is brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watchering for life, home, auto, renters, business, workers' comp, and farm insurance. Contact Travis at 219-869-4561. His email is travis.watchering at infb.com. The Word Association segment is brought to you by Rhett Lee, attorney at law. Rhett Lee and the law office of Andrew Key LLC, are located at 206 4th Street in Logansport, Indiana. Rhett provides legal services to the people of North Central Indiana and practices criminal defense, family law, and personal injury. If you need a lawyer who cares about your results and will fight for you, give them a call today to schedule a free consultation at 574-722-2221. What's up, Tan and J-Man Show Nation? This is Tanner Lee, one half of the Tan and J-Man Show. And on behalf of myself and my co-host, Josh, the J-Man Munt, we want to thank you for listening to our podcast. While you're at it, on whatever platform you're listening on, please hit that subscribe button. And if it happens to be on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating and review. That really helps us out. If you're interested in watching our show, our show is recorded live every Monday from 6.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can catch that on the ISC Sports Network, on the free ISC Sports Network app, on the ISC Sports Network Facebook page, and their Twitter page. While you're at it, on the social media channels, please give us a like on our Facebook page. Please give us a follow on our Twitter and Instagram page, at Show. And if you want to support our podcast and look great doing so, we have a merchandise store. You can go to any of our social media pages, click the link, click Tan and J-Man Show store, and you'll find whatever you're looking for, short sleeve t-shirts, long sleeve t-shirts, 
coffee mugs, you name it, we got it. So thanks again for supporting the podcast. Now sit back, relax, and here comes another exciting brand new episode of the Tannin J-Man Show. We are back with another episode of the Tan and J-Man Show on this beautiful Monday night here in Rochester, Indiana. We got some hoops. We got some coaching hires, at least one coaching hire that I'm sure uh, we want to hit on. And we got our Major League Baseball preview show, one of my favorite episodes of the year. I did extensive research. and uh, I did very little. If you want to know where teams are going to finish, you can take it to the bank that all 30 teams will finish exactly where I have them. I did very little because I was hoping you could carry, carry me on this show. But Tanner's sitting next to me here, and I'm sure he has some uh, birdie bogey. I about said good morning. It's not even close to morning. It's uh, one of those days. It's almost night. It's, it's a Monday, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. It's Monday night. You know what that means. <laughs> um, yes, I got some birdie bogey for you, Josh. And you were mentioning a coaching hire. No, but Indiana hired Mike Woodson, <laughs> um, legendary player for them in school history. He is one of five 2,000-point scores in school history. I'm going to give you one of the other ones because I don't think you would have got him. Don, Don Schultz, who played for... Um, he was the first guy that popped into my mind. Yeah, he was. He played from 52 to 55. But can you name me the other three 2,000-point scores <laughs> in Indiana no. school history? We'll see. Thanks, Tanner, for that one. You got to think about it. Birdie Bogies brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC. Fresh, locally grown, nutrient-dense produce from Bryce and Katie Romine of Mintone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, and check out their website, noblenomellc.com. Yeah, you're ready. Did you uh, vote in the championship they got up there of the veggies? They have tomato versus the sweet corn. Yep. I voted for the tomato. I voted for the corn. I figured you probably voted for the corn. I figure most people probably vote for the corn. I bet the corn um, wins, but not as not by as wide of a margin as everybody probably think. I'm going to go the exact opposite and say corn wipes them out. Okay. I love both. I probably like corn more, but... Uh, you were trying to even it out. I was trying to even it out a little bit because I like tomatoes an equal amount. I've seen you eat tomatoes like apples. I can eat a tomato like an apple. It's the truth. One of my favorite things, you slice that tomato up, put a little bit of salt on it, eat it for lunch. Beautiful. You're going to make yourself hungry for tomatoes now. I could go for a nice tomato. <laughs> <laughs> As we said, uh, the Indiana Hoosiers have hired a uh, basketball coach, so that means the J-Man gets... Uh, one of his rare book positions yeah. correct <laughs> yeah. here um, with, uh, I think I said the exact wording was Indiana will have hired a coach by uh, next month. You did. Um, you know, and I thought for a while going through yesterday afternoon, they weren't going to do it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, man, they're going to be sitting on two weeks yeah, going in this coaching search and not have a hire, but they proved me wrong. Um, Mike Woodson, like, like I said, in the birdie bogey, legendary Hoosier player, played in the NBA for a little while, coached in the NBA, He's been assistant all over the place. He was a head coach for the Hawks and the Knicks. Um, but he's never coached collegiately before. No. Um, in my opinion, pretty underwhelming. Um, they hired Thad Mata to be uh, associate athletic director with a basketball emphasis. So I think he'll help him out in the day-to-day as far as um, practices and all that. And he'll probably help him with like halftime adjustment sort of thing. But he can't sit on the bench, can't recruit at all. Um, so I don't really know. 
I don't know why why he wanted to get into this. I but maybe he's really just missing being around basketball. That, that probably had something to do with it, and it's a lot less stress than being the head dude. Oh, absolutely. Um, I don't think his health is up to do no, that. No, and this is probably where he can scratch the itch while not having that enormous pressure that's on him. Uh, so that makes sense. And who knows, maybe it goes so well that more schools will hire like an associate athletic director. Kind of, you, you mentioned last night that maybe it could play kind of like a general manager type role. Um for the team. Well, I think Archie Miller kind of had one of these on his staff. Hmm. I don't remember the guy's name, but you didn't hear. I mean, outside of IU, not too sure. many people knew about him, but I saw his name pop up on Twitter yesterday. So it'll be interesting. Um, you know, Woodson was one name I kept hearing brought up yep. through the last few weeks, and I couldn't tell. You know, I'm like, well, maybe they're just doing it to make the former players happy mm-hmm. to interview him, but uh, – I got I to gotta say they're trying something they haven't tried since night is get a Bob Knight guy. I think that whole he's an IU guy is so freaking overrated. If he would have gone to say – I saw this, uh, this uh, thing on Twitter. If he would have gone to Utah State, would they have hired him? Heck no. Wouldn't even been on their radar. But the fact he just went to Indiana, he played under their greatest coach ever – it's the only reason why they hired him. Um, they took the big swing with Brad Stevens, which you have to do. Sure. I mean, you have to do. The worst thing you can do is tell you no, and he did tell him no. And then there was reports that Chris Holtman at Ohio State turned him down. Is Indiana a better job than Ohio State at this point? No. I completely agree. Um, I didn't even think about that one. Indiana hasn't won anything in since 88, right? 87. 87. They got to the championship in 02, mm-hmm. but since then it's been... They've been to a couple Sweet 16s in that yeah, span. Yeah, a couple but they Big Ten titles. They have a couple Big Ten titles. Sure. And the coach got fired for it. Exactly. And so, that's the reason why I think Ohio State's a better job. You don't have the unrealistic expectations. I mean, as we said, Tom Crean won a Big Ten title. The very next year he gets fired. Um, and they hire Archie Miller who comes in, doesn't win anything in four years. Um, this was the... Maybe the biggest coaching hire in school history because they are in danger of just creeping towards irrelevancy completely. Yeah, if this doesn't work and they make a change in four to five years, where the heck do they go from there? Exactly. Because this is the one move they haven't tried, I will say. Mm -hmm. They've swung for... Different names, you know, Kelvin Sampson had success at Oklahoma. <coughs> Mike Davis was, of course, on night staff. Um, Tom Crean had success at Marquette getting to the Final Four. And then Archie Miller was the hot commodity getting Dayton to the Elite Eight. So they hadn't tried this route. I'll give them credit for trying it. Mm-hmm. I even said months ago they need to go this route on the podcast. <laughs> I was more thinking Dane Fife in my head, a youngster, not a 63-year-old. That's my next point. 63 years old, he's never coached collegially. No. He doesn't know the grind of recruiting 24-7. He's just he's not ready for it. I know he can say he's ready for it, but he's not. He's 63 years old. Um, I watched a little bit of his press conference. Seemed very low energy. Yeah, he's dull. He um, reminded me a lot of Lovey Smith. Yeah. Same age. Kind of looks like him. I mean, the comparisons are crazy. Same age, essentially, um, has – Pretty much all their experience at the uh, professional level come back to college uh, sports to lead a program that uh, hadn't been good in a while. And um, low-energy guys, 
Of course, Mike Woodson could work out and we look like idiots sure. in a couple years, but um, incredibly risky hire, in my opinion. A lot of IU fans, I asked three different IU fans at work today what they thought about, and they all kind of went, eh, yeah. time's going to tell. I want to see what kind of staff he builds around him. Maybe he does That's offer the Fife the sure. head assistant job, and I think Fife would probably take it yeah. um, and get away from it, unless Izzo's already got a deal with him to be the coach in waiting, but I don't know. Um, that's the thing he has to do is hire a really good, competent staff around him. I mean, you look at Jawan Howard. Um, he had no collegiate coaching experience. Comes to Michigan, hires Phil Martelli, longtime head coach in college basketball. He knows everything you could possibly know. That's the kind of guy Mike Woodson has to hire to be his right-hand man. And I'm glad you brought Howard up. There's a lot of comparisons, especially on like the Indiana message board, saying, well, it's working for Michigan. Why can't it work for us? And I'm not saying it won't work for Indiana, but there's a difference between Howard and Woodson. Juwan Howard's 46 years old. Yes. Most of these kids know Juwan Howard through watching tapes of the Fab Five playing on the Heat, coaching on the Heat, being buddies with LeBron James. He's got that recruiting tool. Mike Woodson's got a lot of NBA connections, don't get me wrong, Mm -hmm. but a lot of these 18-year-olds probably don't know who the heck he is. A lot of these 18-year-olds' parents were maybe 10 years old, maybe at the most, when Mike Woodson played at Indiana. Yeah. Um, And they, of course, I saw Andy Katz say, man, these connections in the NBA, he coached Allen Iverson, these kind of guys. I don't think that really matters in today's college basketball. I know they want to get to, to the, the league, NBA, and maybe that will help Woodson, the fact that he's coached in the NBA for a long time. He wasn't a successful head coach. It's tough to be a successful head coach in the NBA, depending on what franchise you go to. He actually probably had the last, before this year, the last successful Knicks team was under his sure. realm, but that's yeah. the Knicks have just been awful. Uh, his first order of business has to be try to re-recruit the players on his roster. I think he has six. And dad says portal? supposedly Woodson has reached out to Larry Brown to be on his bench. Okay. There you go. I mean, he's got experience, but A I wouldn't want that cheater around my program. No. Um, yeah, he got in some hot water at SMU, I remember. Where um, hadn't he gotten hot water? Exactly. I mean, he was a great um, NBA coach with the Pistons is one I yeah. remember most where he won a title. Yeah. He was good with the Pacers. Um, but, again, he's how, – how old is Larry Brown? He's pretty old. I mean, I mean, if they're going to – if they want to Larry go, Brown's 80 years old. <laughs> he is 80 years old. He was born in 1940. <laughs> I mean, maybe they go after, you know, Michael Lewis. He's an Indian uh, – a former Indian player. He's his assistant coach in college. Uh, Calbert Chaney's an assistant for the Pacers. Maybe they go with some of those guys, but I don't know. I just feel like they're going to go all in the family. It, but uh, we'll it, see. The problem with hiring a legend, what happens if you have to fire You're him? right. I've I mean, seen it happen. Exactly. That's why back in 2011, Cubs interviewed Ryan Sandberg yep. for their job. They didn't hire him. Glad they didn't because yeah. he was a disaster in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. You fire a guy like that, then his legacy's tarnished forever. I, I saw it happen with my favorite hockey team, the Colorado Avalanche. They brought in Patrick Wall. Year one went great. The next few years, not so much, and it ended up being a mutually parted, but mm-hmm. it's it, the relationship's pretty damaged. Yeah. Armand Franklin, transfer portal. Uh, Christian, Christian Lander, is that his name? Yeah. Uh, transfer portal. Yep. Uh, Race Thompson. Yep. He's in the transfer portal. Yep. Um, there's been rumors about Trace Jackson Davis potentially put his name in and then transferring if he comes back um, to college. Uh, he has to re-recruit these guys. Well, the uh, Geronimo was that his name? Yeah, Jordan Geronimo. He's, he's transfer in the transfer portal. portal. Stewart transfer portal. Yeah, he didn't um, play this year. He had to sit out, I no. believe, or he got hurt. Uh, his father passed away right. in That's December, right. and it kind of 
of course, rocked his world, as, mm-hmm. as you can imagine. But that's going to be Woodson's first priority, and it needs to be as getting some of these guys back. I think he's got a good chance to get a decent amount of mm-hmm. them back, but I don't think he's going to get them all. I think there's a few that's going to leave no matter what. One, thing, one person I think is going to leave no matter what is Armand Franklin. I think Lander will leave um, no matter what. Lander was supposedly he wants to play at Michigan. Yeah, yep. um, he a rumor. Didn't play well enough this year to warrant playing at Michigan, uh, but that's the rumor. Armand Franklin, he has a lot of schools after him. I know Illinois is recruiting him so hard right he now. He just he can't Virginia commit as well. stuff. I mean, he that's the thing. Moved around high schools like crazy. Mm-hmm. I know the guy who covers Purdue. Some fans were asking if because Purdue went after him hard in high school. And he said, "Nah, that bridge is burnt. Purdue won't yeah. won't even entertain the. I don't think Purdue will really go after anybody." That's the thing about a 63-year-old head coach is he want to do a massive rebuild because if he can't get those guys back, he's looking at yes. a real bad, almost Tom Crean-level rebuild. Yeah, that's the interesting thing about these schools in a position to rebuild. The transfer portal this year is unlike we've ever seen, probably ever we've ever seen before and probably ever will. Last year, uh, we had 1,031 players in total. It is March. We have 1,032 players. Yeah, it's ridiculous, really. But so a lot of these programs can grab some guys and be competitive right away to where if they couldn't, they would have to build for two or three years. Mm-hmm. And I heard a national pundit say um, that he got a text from a high major um, assistant coach that is of a top 15 school right now, and he said that they're not even recruiting high school guys yeah. anymore because the transfer portal is insane. And you can get a guy that's played two years of college basketball, really high-level college basketball, you don't even have to develop them. Well, Michigan State got a good scoring guard from Northeastern. Mm-hmm. Kentucky got one from Davidson today yes. that averages, averaged 17 points per game. That's what stinks, though. A lot of these blue blood programs just nab up all the best yeah. ones. So, I mean, heck, Aaron Wheeler averaged three points per game for Purdue. Kansas is interested an athlete man but i think he'd be more suited going east coast somewhere a little smaller where he could start and play a lot mm-hmm. of minutes because that's what he wants and deserves he he goes to kansas and he might be the 12th, 10th man yeah 10th 11th man <laughs> yeah. One yeah. of the last off the bench Rutgers, i know his interest that might make some sense the Rutgers has been hit by yeah. the miles johnson I, I know a lot of these guys in the transfer portal it has to do with them getting a free year of college sure next year a lot of seniors doing that i know trent frazier's likely going to do that and transfer down home to like Miami or something like that um, from Illinois. So you can't fault these guys. Miles Johnson was one from Rutgers, who I think is a great fit Jacob for Young. a lot of schools. And it looks like he wants to go to a real high-profile engineering school out in California where he's from, so probably Stanford, Cal. Uh, so I think that's probably why the numbers in the transfer portal are so much higher is yeah. just because of that. Yeah, which surprised me. I, I just figured a lot of seniors wouldn't come back at all. Mm-hmm. They would just move on with their lives. But – it's probably easier to try to at least make it overseas where sure. than college football to where it's it's NFL or, or you're not right. playing. Well, I guess you do have CFL and whatnot, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and that's the thing. Um, these seniors maybe they want to go try to win at a different program, see if they can get uh, developed better for the NBA or any because there's I mean as you said there's a lot of professional leagues where you can make really good money overseas. Yep. So, um, do you think this was worth the ten million dollars to get Archie Miller out? I mean, it sounds like Archie Miller's tenure was a disaster sure. and they needed to move on. But, man, if I'm paying $10 million for a buyout, I'm not settling for a guy like Mike Woodson. Again, he can be really good, and we just will have to see it first. And I know I know, a few people are really excited, like a good friend of the show, Austin Faust, who's the head coach at John Glenn football team. He's real excited about it. But um, he's an old-school traditional fan, and, you know, his dad's one of the biggest Bob Knight fans I know, so that doesn't surprise me. Hmm. But um, 
We'll we'll see. I, you know, I kind of joke they could be in this position again four or five years. Four years, yeah. In a cycle over again and call Brad up again, see if he's interested <laughs> for the fourth time. Uh, but, you know, it, it'll, we'll never know if Woodson was truly the second choice or the third choice or what, what so be it. Of course, their AD is going to make it sound like well, he was in the tier one, but I would like to know how many coaches turned them down yeah. before because this, this just seems like a classic settle. Because when this was, you know – progressing i i kept thinking you know porter Mosier's name was getting thrown mm. around i kept thinking it was muscleman in arkansas because i'm like they were much waiting, better waiting, waiting. i'm like it's got to be somebody still coaching the tournament because if it was woodson why didn't they do it last week exactly but they were obviously just doing their research and wanted to make sure and uh you know i don't know if other schools buyouts came into play there or not sure um, um i don't know what muscleman's buyout is but i think he would have been a much better hire for one he was a head coach in the nba as well yes just like mike woodson but at and, least he came back and got college uh, that's ex- assistant experience yes and then that's exactly what yeah. i'm saying he's had great success at nevada and now arkansas um i don't i don't even know if they gave him a call i will think i will say i think a lot of indiana fans are more happy with this than they would have been five for offered Every Indiana fan yeah. I talked to went in no part of those two. Alford would have been a nightmare. He would have been fun to root He's against. He's so much of a legend. Mm-hmm. You, as you were talking about earlier, how do you split from that? So exactly. Mike Woodson's a really good player, but he was and no Alford. Steve Alford's um, kind of M.O. is to be there five years, have a little bit of success in the middle, then taper off, get fired, go somewhere else. That's kind of been his M.O. Five years everywhere he's been. Look at his replacement at UCLA right now. McCronin. Well. Yeah, they're in the Elite Eight as an 11. Man. They got, I mean, they, they had four games or a four game losing streak coming into the tournament mm-hmm. and just got hot. Got hot. It's all matters. But uh, one other coaching move I wanted to talk about um, it's outside the Big Ten, so outside of our expertise, but Shaka Smart, uh, Marquette. Yeah. Um, that wasn't a, I mean, it was kind of a surprise, but at the same time, he didn't win a tournament game at Texas. Yeah, he was going to be on the hottest of seats um, going into the He was a three-seat and lost a 14-seat at Abilene Christian. Yep. He, uh, he's going to recruit the heck out of Chicago. He's at Marquette now. I think Texas sounds like it's almost a done deal with Chris Beard. Is it? Hasn't been announced yet, but that's what I've been reading anyway. Um, I read one thing yesterday. It was Gary Parrish, so take it for what it is. He said they were looking maybe to go the former player route as well. Yeah. Um, Kevin Durant? Uh, no, there was some guy, <laughs> assistant NBA, I I was unfamiliar with. TJ Ford. It wasn't Ford. But because I, I think Beard would make sense there, but I think Beard maybe has some skeletons in his closet a little bit. Yeah. I could be wrong, but be. from some stuff I've kind of read, I've <laughs> read. But, but he has Texas ties, of course. And uh, it'll be interesting if it's not Beard, if, if they don't go to former player out, who else they could go get. Brad I mean, Underwood. It is scares. a huge paying job. That scares the yeah. crap out of yeah. me because high paying. Um, he lived in Brad Underwood lived in Austin for four years. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought maybe we'd have a contract extension by now with him, and we haven't heard anything. Um, it just makes me nervous. Sure, I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's one of those jobs. Been burned I mean, before. I mean, there was rumors out there out there last week that it was the morning of Shaka taking this job that uh, Shaka was going to get fired. Calipari was going to go to Texas yeah. and Beard was going to go to Kentucky. And then the first domino fell. It's like, holy cow. Like, is this really going to happen? Yeah. But um, I don't know. We'll, we'll, see. we'll see how the coaching carousel weighs itself out. But uh, I wasn't completely shocked. I thought Porter Moser would be the guy there. But Jeff Goodman on his podcast with Robbie Hummel said, if not Moser, he thought Shaka Smart would make sense of Marquette. 
Um, Moser's had two really good tournament runs. Yes. Those are the only two NCAA tournament appearances I think he has as a head coach. I think you're right. Um, that's I think he's been a head coach for like 17 years, something like that. Two NCAA tournament appearances. Um, played a really great game last Sunday. Sure. Um, he's probably not a guy that will have any success anywhere else. I wouldn't be shocked to see him take the DePaul job. Sounds like no one wants that. I don't know. <laughs> he's a big city guy. Um, Loyola, Loyola is a better job. I knew, but they're probably going to lose a lot of their players. Sure. It's either graduation or maybe the transfer portal. Now they, they've arrived on the scene. Mm-hmm. These big schools, hey, we can get your uh, exposure even to sure. another level. Because Loyola, more times than not, you're going to have to win your conference tournament to get in. Exactly. So if you got a chance to go to a Power 5 school. DePaul's a career killer, though. Yeah. They've hired Dave Latayo, I think his name, Latayo, twice. Yeah, I know. I know. It's a bad so, job. <laughs> it's just a real bad it job. It used to not be, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's over the last 20 years. They almost need to drop out going. of the Big East and go to like the Summit, see if they'll have more uh, <laughs> more success there. But we'll see. I, I feel like a few more dominoes are going to fall around the coaching. Yeah, I think we've we got a ways for this. But we'll see. The Elite Eight is set here tonight. We have Oregon State as a 12. They were a UCLA made free throw away from being put out. UCLA missed a free throw. They were in the preseason ranked last. 12th out of 12 teams in the Pac-12. Credit Wayne Tinkle. uh, He knows what the heck he's doing. Sure does. Um, So (laughs) they just keep rolling. Yeah. I mean, they didn't play the greatest the other day, but they played better Loyola. I mean... Well, <laughs> played their best game of the year in round two. Easy. And then this was their worst offensive game by far the other mm. day. It was brutal to watch. Um, but, yeah, credit credit the Beavers, man. I've had a, I, I have not been able to watch. I would be in the same boat if I were you. It's been awful. I've been all right, but my team didn't have national championship aspirations. Exactly. Oregon State, Houston, who you got? I got Houston. I, I'm, I feel pretty confident. I think it's a seven or seven and a half point. I think they went by 10 plus. Yep. They're rolling right now. They look good. They're, I just can't believe how good of a team they are when it comes to offensive rebounding. I haven't really watched Houston. Man, they crushed the um, I know Quentin Grimes is a fantastic yep. player. Uh, Syracuse couldn't do anything against They should have lost the Rutgers, though. Um, they should have lost Rutgers. Definitely should have lost the Rutgers. So glad we don't have to watch Rutgers but in Oregon State here. I feel like every team that makes the Final Four – more they times than have not, one have one scare that they should have lost and they find a way to yep. win. Uh, I'm taking Houston as well. I yep. think Oregon State's magic is up. I got Houston in my bracket here, but Bama went out. But I still have Gonzaga, Baylor, and Houston in, in my Tana J Mancho bracket. Now my actual bracket I did, I had Illinois. Thanks. Yeah. Arkansas, Baylor. Arkansas survived an absolute scare from ORU. Man, that uh, Absmus had an unbelievable look at the buzzer to win it. He played every minute of the last nine games of the season. He's a sophomore, leading yeah. scorer in the country. Could he go somewhere else? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Who knows? Um, His parents own a um, a Christian like television station. Um, I don't. I think in Tulsa. So I just don't know. Who knows though? Oh, you maybe. Um, yeah. Who's looking for a new coach? Yeah, Long Kruger, heck, tired. Of, yeah. heck of a career for him. Went out on his own terms. You don't see that very nope. often. Uh, took five teams in the NCAA tournament. Yep. One of just three coaches. We just had this trivia question uh, with Rick Patino and Tubby Smith yep. a few weeks ago. Um, he can go spend time with his boy who got the UNLV job. UNLV job. That's what he's so. going to do. He's moving out to uh, Vegas. But I think this will be a good game yeah. tonight. Unfortunately, it's at 9.57 Eastern time. Thanks, 
NCAA. Um, this is why they need to do the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They screwed it up this year. I, I've, I've heard was, people raving about the Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. I hope it doesn't. I'm not watching this. I'll be in bed. I hope it doesn't stick. Me either. I hope it's a one-year thing. But I think it'll be a good game. But I like Baylor. Their guards are minimum boys. Yeah. Um, Put it nicely. Give me Baylor in a – I think they went by double digits. They're pretty good. I think Arkansas hang in there for a while because, as I said, Musselman's a heck of a basketball coach. Yes, he is. But, uh, yeah, give me uh, give me the Baylor Bears. Tuesday night we have uh, Southern California as a sixth seed playing great basketball Oh, they're right playing now. as well as anybody. Mm-hmm. Against uh, the well, undefeated Gonzaga yeah, Bulldogs. Except when it comes to Gonzaga, Gonzaga is still playing has, better than anybody. They haven't really played a close second half, like a stressful second half. Really, I mean, they did against BYU in the conference championship game, but that was like three weeks ago now. They don't miss shots. Yeah, they have the best point guard in the country. They have arguably the best big man in the country. They have one of the best players in the country in Corey Kispert. Um, they got one of the loaded. best coaches in the country. Yeah, absolutely loaded. Um, they're just a factory anymore. and I, I just don't see them losing. I don't either. And, and I feel bad for USC because I, I think they can beat any of the other teams left. I think Andy Enfield is one of the slimiest eh, Florida golf balls Coast, yeah. of a uh, recruiter in uh, college basketball. Give me Gonzaga. Yeah. I, 17. I, I think they won by double digits. Mm. I just I think Gonzaga's just really, really yeah. good. UCLA has an 11 seed. Found a way to uh, get real lucky uh, last night against Bama, uh, playing awful defense. I thought they were done when they went to overtime. Uh, But they ended up bouncing back and winning the overtime by a wide margin against the only Big Ten team that for some reason can get to Elite Eights anymore, it seems like, Uh, outside of Purdue. 14th or 15th uh, trip in school history? Uh, They've went to four in the past eight. But yet, everybody views them as a football school still. It's kind of laughable, really. They're by far a basketball school. And nobody will say that. They've been so much better at basketball over the past 13, 14 years in football. It's not even close. Even though, I mean, like Tommy Amaker wasn't that great there. They had that stretch where they didn't make a tournament for 8 to 10 years. Yeah, but... but I mean, their football just has a. Dumb. They're still playing without Isaiah Livers. Yeah, that's that's they're why they're winning. That's why I didn't think they'd. Well, Florida State again. I'm I'm done with them. Just done with them. They went to the Sweet Sixteen. They did, but I had them going to lead eight. But I'm done with them. Didn't you have them in your Final Four? Yeah, <laughs> I'm done with them. But uh, yeah, without Livers, I, Michigan man, they they just get it done. Um, and I think they get it done. And go to Final Four. Yep, me too. Can't stand Juwan Howard. You know, you know, Cronin's done a great job. This is the first time he's been to Elite Eight, let alone Sweet Sixteen. Mm-hmm. First time he's, but yeah, Howard's not one of my faves. No, I don't like him at all. I think he, I, I just don't think he's a very good guy. To be honest, I mean, he's getting in fights with Mark Turgeon. He's just saying dumb things in the media. Um, just can't stand him. Turgeon, to Oklahoma, book it. Thousand percent. I know Scott Van Pelt was on Goodman's podcast the other day, and he said he's nervous about it. So. Yeah, Turgeon has hated Maryland for years. I guess the fan base hates him, which I don't get because he's been their best coach since Roy easily. Roy Williams, not Roy Williams. Um, Greg. Greg. Well, Gary. Gary. Jeez. <laughs> Greg. Raw. Greg. Gary. Greg, Greg is Bounty Gate. Uh, um, yeah, Gary Williams. Yeah. Uh, he's done a really good job at Maryland. Yeah, yes, they were. Co-Big Ten champs last year. Yep. Fan base is trying to push him out. He doesn't like it there. He's from Kansas, I believe, and he wants to get back more to the Plains area. Yeah, that would make sense if, if, if Oklahoma was interested. Give me Michigan as well. Yeah, I I hope not. I'll be rooting for UCLA. So we both have Gonzaga, Michigan in the Final Four, and we both have Baylor-Houston, mm-hmm. who, who we 
pick him playing the national championship. I'm going with my championship. I've filled out every bracket. Gonzaga, Baylor. Every bracket you said you had Illinois winning. I had Illinois getting Final Four. Oh, okay, I got you. And, and this was the only one I had Houston in the Final Four. Um, I have Gonzaga, Baylor as well. This will be the J-Man's book of prediction of the week for one. I think the three number one seeds left will 1,000% get to uh, – Get to Indianapolis. <laughs> Been in Indianapolis for weeks. Uh, we'll get to the Final Four. Um, I just think, looking at the matchups, I think it's pretty much set in stone. As crazy as this tournament's been, there's a good chance we get three number one seeds and a two seed in the Final Four. Yeah, exactly. So all, it all, all equals all out. These out. Upsets, we're going to have yeah. a Final Four where it's all pretty much uh, as we predicted. Yep. Uh, J-Man's Book of Prediction of the Week brought to you by... Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watchering for Life, Home, Auto, Business, Workers' Comp, and Farm Insurance. Contact Travis at 219-869-4561. His email is travis.watchering at infb.com. This episode is brought to you by The Dan Landing. Whether you want an epic burger, hand-tossed pizza, hand-breaded tenderloin, seafood, craft beer, or a handcrafted cocktail, The Dam Landing is the place to be. The Dam is a bar and grill located on beautiful Lake Manitow. Focuses on freshness and quality. The Dam Smoke is here every single weekend. It will feature barbecue and steaks. In addition, you can wash it down with one of their 16 beers on tap, including a constant rotation of today's best microbrews and domestic flavors, or a handcrafted cocktail made using fresh ingredients. Take in the fantastic views of Lake Manitow in their beer garden or outdoor bar area. Whether it be boats or wheels, the Dam Landing is the place to be located 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester. They're open on Mondays now. And $10 pizzas all day on Monday. J-Man took advantage of that tonight. The kind you get meat, <laughs> meats. I just got sausage. Sausage. Sausage pizza. And sausage. we uh, we Pretty added good. in uh, some of their uh, smoked wings. What flavor? Barbecue. Barbecue. Sounds really good. Oh, yeah. Sounds really good. So hey, episode... We're going to have to bring some of the damn food during a hey, I'll, recording one of these days. I'll eat, uh, I'll eat chicken wings on camera. Yeah. I have no problem doing that. I know you wouldn't. <laughs> this episode is also brought to you by Circle 15 Golf. It's a golf brand focused on tour-quality products and experience to the everyday golfer. Like you and me. Yes, sir. Built on 25 years of tour experience featuring the Genesis Glove, the most durable and comfortable glove available in the patented Glove Hub, the first and only glove humidor on the market. Find them at circle15golf.com. Don't have them down here with me because they're in my golf bag. My golf bag is finally in my car ready to rock and roll. Going to hit the links tomorrow. Supposed to be about 67. I'm hoping to sometime this week. I was hoping to over the weekend and didn't get a chance. So um, I'm ready. Are you ready to learn some stuff? Always. Who won the Stanley Cup final in 1929? Let's go with the Red Wings. Boston Bruins mm. beat the New York Rangers. I knew I had like a one in eight chance there. 1940, American boxer Joe Lewis knocks out Johnny Paycheck. What a name. Johnny Paycheck. <laughs> I like that. I'm and a two, fan. Two rounds to retain heavyweight boxing title. Johnny Paycheck. Who won the third NCAA Men's Basketball Championship in 1941? 41. Let's go with Kentucky. Wisconsin. Whoa, Badgers, huh? Beat Washington State 39-34. Speaking of Wisconsin, I saw Athletic Director Barry Alvarez is going to be retiring. Yes, um, he's been a mainstay for oh, Wisconsin athletics. Since 1990, I yeah, believe. Yeah, 30 years. Yeah. So. Um, let's see. For some reason, in 1948, the Yankees and Red Sox played a 17-inning spring training game. That sounds awful. They would cut that off after nine now. But there were some good players playing in that, though. What year was that? 1940. Yeah, definitely. Who won the 1973 NBA MVP? 73 NBA MVP. 
73. Let's go with Jerry West. Dave Cowens. Hmm. Cowens? Cowens? Yeah, I could have guessed 50 guys he wouldn't be on the radar. Who won the men's basketball championship in 1976 on this day? It's Indiana. Yep. Undefeated. Undefeated team. Until this year, they will be the last. Hope so. 1982, who won the men's basketball championship? 82? Um, UCLA? North Carolina. Hmm. Who won most outstanding play? Oh, Michael Jordan. James Worthy. No. Oh. <laughs> Darn think, it. I think, was that the year that the guy threw the ball right to James Worthy? I think you're right. I mean, I, I'm bad pre-1990 with back college basketball. But. 1984, the Baltimore Colts moved to Indianapolis. Good job, Mr. Ursay. Senior. Who won the 1987 Players' Championship? PGA Tour. PGA Tour. Uh, let's go with Tom Kite. Sandy Lyle. <laughs> At least I've heard of him. On this day in 1992, the Ice Dance Championship was played and uh, held in Oakland, California. It was won by Klimova and Ponomarenko. I don't know where they're from. Guarantee you, you pronounced that better than I would have. <laughs> Who won the Players' Championship in 92 on this day? I'm sticking with Tom Kite. Davis Love the third. Oh, darn it. One of these days it could be Tom Kite. 1994, Jimmy Johnson quit the Dallas Cowboys. He'd be later become the Miami Dolphins head coach. Ugh. Um, who won the 1998 Players' Championship? David Duvall. Justin Leonard. <sighs> he it. recovered from five strokes back. That's pretty good. Uh, who won the 99 Men's Basketball Championship? 99? Let's see. 99 was UConn. Connecticut. Over Duke. By three. Yes. That'll do it for on this day. There's not much else. No, at least we had a had a mix, lot better than we had mix, in the yeah, last week. Past few weeks, brutal, brutal. But the on this day segment is brought to you by Like It Is Every Week Proforma Print House. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting, Proforma Print House has over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one source print promotional company by giving them a call today at 574-210-3815. What are your thoughts on the expected NFL 17 game schedule? I'm all about it. The fans are all about it. Players hate it. Players hate it. I don't blame them. You're getting the crap beat out of you one extra time well, uh, during the season. I think they'll hate it in four or five years when it goes 18. Yeah. Yeah. Take one of the preseason games away. Have three preseason games and 17 regular season games. I saw the Dolphins on uh, Peter King came up with some schedule form formula or something. The Dolphins would be playing Giants. Yes, and the, yeah. and the Broncos would be playing the Lions for a while. Really, for a couple months, they've been saying that the AFC East would play the NFC yeah. East in that final. The Colts would get the Buccaneers. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully, the, hopefully they're not right on the uh, yeah. playoff bubble. Yeah. Um, speaking of the Dolphins, they made quite a bit of. Yeah, man. Trading from third pick down to the 12th pick, picking up two extra first rounders in the third round, and then trade back up to the sixth pick with the Eagles. Um, Dolphins essentially traded down three spots and picked up an extra first round pick. In what? They've got four first round picks essentially out of the uh, Tunzel trade? Yeah, it's literally (laughs) Laramie Tunzel, Kenny Stills for four first round picks. Any day, all day. Insane. 365 days of the year. 
Speaking with football, I'm going to do a little word association. Uh, right before you do that, uh, Mock Draft 2.0 coming out next week. Yes, sir. So you'll know next week who I think the Dolphins are going to take now at pick number six. Number six, hey. Um, let's see if we have any comments on Facebook. I'm not seeing any right now. Oh, uh, we have Ray Davis. He said, uh, who's going to recruit for him? He's never been a house of a recruit. Talking about Woodson. So, as as we both said, I mean, yeah, it's gonna, he's going to have to get some good so. recruiters around him yeah. and his stuff. This uh, word association is all uh, Denver Bronco uh, notable draft oh. picks over the past 10 years or so. A lot of first-round picks. Yeah. But I just want to hear your This uh, will thoughts. be interesting. Jerry Judy. Speedy. Hands of hands of hands of rock. Ah oh, man, he dropped about six balls this year, but geez, they were all like in the same game. It felt like Noah Fant, route runner, good route runner for tight end, not a good blocker. Bradley Chubb, astronaut. That's his nickname. Really? Yeah. Don't know why. Garrett Bowles redeemed himself. I was gonna say he bounced. Uh, back. I couldn't stand him till this year, and he turned. He had one of the better years of any left tackles in the league, and got himself a contract extension. So, I think I think not having the crowd helped him. Honestly, good because he he would have probably he got would booed. hold three times. Yeah. He could get booed out of the stadium. Paxton Lynch, uh, pirate. Paxton the pirate looked like a pirate, and he was terrible, just awful. That was the worst Broncos merchandise purchase I've ever made. Still have that shirt. Needed. Burn it. Shane Ray. A b- bust. bust. I yeah. thought they fell into a gold mine. Looked like he was going to go top five. Yeah, and he slides clear in the 20s and just never really produced. I don't think he's in the league anymore. He was in Baltimore at one time. but Bradley Roby. All right. <laughs> I mean, he was solid, but not, nothing great. Um, he was part of the no-fly zone, um, but he wasn't. He wasn't great for a first-round pick, I guess. Sylvester Williams. Ah, not very good. <laughs> he just he wasn't. I mean, Elway's first couple of years especially, his first-round draft picks were bad. Demarius Thomas. He was Underrated. Um, he's. I feel like a lot of Broncos fans didn't appreciate him while he was in Denver. He's pretty darn good. No Sean Moreno. Hart. He was, I mean, he just couldn't stay healthy, but that guy gave it his all all the The lasting uh, tears, image I have of him is the tears on Tears that arrowhead during the national anthem. I and, got uh, Marino when jersey. He right was there. a Miami Dolphin, and he planted with <sighs> his elbow or with his arm, and his elbow collapsed because somebody landed on it. He that just couldn't stay. I mean, tore two, two ACLs with the Broncos, just couldn't stay healthy. Jay Cutler. <laughs> Don't care. There you go. I was setting you up for that one. Oh, man. Cortland Sutton. Injury prone. I hate to say it right now. I mean, he's good though. He is. I think. I. I just hope they can. I mean, we got two quarters out of him last year. I, I think the Broncos are quarterback away from being pretty good. I hate saying that. A lot of teams could probably say that. Justin Simmons. Underrated. Oh, he's underrated. Um. Well deserved extension mm-hmm. contract extension. Um, I think he's one of the best safeties in the league. Cody Latimer. <laughs> uh, criminal. <laughs> Got in some trouble. Uh, that was an awful second-round pick. Uh, he kind of did himself in when Peyton Manning got there. Peyton was trying to study plays with him on the bus, and Peyton looks over, and Cody Latimer's down on his phone playing games. Yeah. Yeah, kind of lost Peyton's trust there. Last one here. You probably know what's coming. Raheem Moore. Don't want to think about that guy. Just bat the ball down, man. Jeez. 
That's all I got. That and that dang Virginia game from 2019. Yeah. Dude, I just can't get over. <laughs> and my team's won a championship. I mean, the Broncos won a championship since then. I still can't get over it. Because yeah. that was – I will go to my grave saying of the Peyton Manning teams, his first one in 2012 was the, the best, best one. one he I was agree. on. I agree. And they started off terrible. Mm-hmm. So. But the word association segment, I better bring it up association. here. Association. better bring it up here on StreamYard. Is brought to you by Rhett Lee, attorney at law. Rhett Lee and the law office of Andrew Aki LLC are located at 206 4th Street in Logansport, Indiana. Rhett provides legal services to the people of North Central Indiana and practices criminal defense, family law, and personal injury. If you need a lawyer who cares about your results and will fight for you, call them today to schedule a free consultation at 574-722-2221. Major League Baseball starts this week. I don't know when the first game is. I know the Thursday. Club. Is Thursday the opening day? They aren't doing like a Wednesday night. Yeah, I think four games on Thursday. Um, or is uh, there more than four games on Thursday? I thought it was Cubs four. are one of them on Thursday. Oh, yeah, they just start Thursday. Cubs are one of them. Um, Cubs kick off, not kick off, but first pitch at uh, Wrigley Field at 220. There's quite a few games on Thursday. Cubs start with Pirates, right? Uh, Cubs start with Pirates. That'll the- be a sweep. High temperature in Wrigley Field on Thursday is 36 degrees. I mean, if it's not a sweep, you can blame it on me. It's probably not going to be a sweep. I think the Pirates will be the worst team in the league. I agree. I wrote notes on every single team. You look at this, I have quite a bit of stuff All my brain. Uh, written down. Starting with the AL East, I'm picking the Tampa Bay win- the Tampa Bay Rays to win that division. I'm not. Who you got? I mean, come on. I haven't finished in third. I got the Rays finishing third. The Tampa Bay Rays defending AL champs. Uh, they have a great pitching staff. We're second in uh, the American League in ERA. I just think they're a great baseball team. They did lose Charlie Morton to the Braves, uh, but I'm sticking with the Rays. I'm going Rays third, switching it up. I have the Toronto Blue Jays finishing second. I do, too. I assume you do as well. Uh, picked up George Springer and Marcus Simeon. Uh, great offense. They'll be able to hit the ball. I think Vlad Guerrero Jr., he's lost, I think, 40 pounds. Where are they playing? Uh, I think they're playing in Dunedin, Florida. Dunedin, Dunedin Florida, Florida. That's right. I, I knew it wasn't Buffalo. Yeah, they're not playing in Buffalo. I don't know if you want to play in Buffalo in April. <laughs> um, great offense. Pitching staff's a little bit of a question, especially the bullpen. Um, but I think they'll be able to hit. I mean, Kevin Biggio, Bo Bichette, and Vlad Guerrero Jr. Too. They love the uh, old-timer sons, don't yeah, they? Yeah, absolutely. I didn't and know I mean, Biggio's son was. Yeah. Huh. Went to Notre Dame. Kevin did. I, I knew that. I have the Yankees finishing third. They picked up Jameson Tyone and Corey Kluber. Um, pitching staff should be better, but outside of really those top two, and even Kluber is kind of a question mark because of an injury, uh, and he hasn't been good in a couple years. Um, starting rotation kind of has a little bit of a question mark. Really, that's I was pretty pleased they're coming out of the spring fairly healthy. Is uh, Zach Britton's hurt? Luke Voigt's hurt. I just saw Voigt tore his meniscus. Yeah, which is a big blow. He had a great year last year, but. Really, compared to years of the past, they're coming out pretty well because yeah. usually they have like five guys go down. Um, John Carl Stanton's one that you figure will be injured for about a month oh, in the season. No, every no year. doubt. No um, doubt. Aaron Judge has had some injury yeah. issues as well. They barely played together. Um, honestly, those top three, I think, are a coin flip to win the division. Yeah. I. It's too bad one of them's probably going to miss the playoffs. That's the thing. It's, uh, yeah. I mean, I think I have all three of them in the. Do you? Yeah, I think I do. Do so you have two of wild cards? Yep. I have Toronto and Yankees as well. Uh, okay. I have Boston finishing fourth. Yep. Uh, great offense. Um, atrocious pitching staff. Chris Sale's coming back from Tommy John surgery. <laughs> I forgot about him. Could be back early June. Isn't that crazy? I forgot about him. Yeah. 
Uh, could come back early June, but again, I think they'll be so far out of it by June that doesn't hurt my feelings. They've won um, enough. I have Baltimore finishing last. Yeah, they finished ahead of Boston last year, but they're bad. Didn't really do anything to improve the ball club. I saw Matt Harvey made their uh, rotation. <laughs> Hasn't been around for a wow. while. Uh, the what do they used to call call him the Dark Knight? Dark Knight, yeah. yeah. Um, Oriole fans, man. They haven't had much cheer for in a while. They are, I think they're going to be able to sell, I want to say, 50%, but they'll only. Who, who would you equip? 10%. Who would you compare an Oriole, the Oriole fan base to, like, for NFL? Oriole fan base to Lions? NFL. Or. Lions probably have a little more tradition. I don't know. Orioles were really good well, back Ripken. in the day. Ripken. Cal Ripken. Lions are a good one. Browns are... Yeah. The Browns are on trajectory up right now. Yeah. I don't know. They're just bad. Trey Mancini's back from colon cancer. He missed all of last year. Uh, And he's back, so that's a cool story. AL Central. I think we both have the White Sox winning it. I have to. (laughs) I've put a lot of pedestal in my bull predictions. So, no, I think uh, they've been saying it for years. You know, kind of next year's year. Mm Mm-hmm. I think they're finally they there. They picked up Adam Eaton, uh, Lance Lynn, Liam Hendricks. Uh, they had a massive blow to their offense, though, uh, last week with Aloy Jimenez yes. rupturing his peck, um, trying to rob a home run in spring training. He's a DH for one. He shouldn't even be playing the field, um, and it backfired Good on job, him. Tony. Yeah. Uh, he was, but their first-round pick in 2019, Andrew Vaughn, sounds like he's going to make the team as their primary left fielder to uh, start the year. I have Minnesota finishing second. Me too. One of the most powerful offenses in baseball, um, and they also pitch really well. They so surprised me last year. They could, I think they could win um, the division easily. I, I do, too. I, they're really solid. Cleveland finishing third? Yeah. Uh, they lost their heart and soul in uh, Francisco Lindor, uh, but they'll still pitch really well with Shane Bieber and Zach Plezak. Um, bullpen should be okay, um, and I think they're a lot better than the other uh, two teams in that division. Oh, I have the Kansas City Royals finishing fourth. You know – Every prediction I looked at had to, them fourth, Tigers fifth, just because I was, I'm switching it. There you go, Tiger fans. You're not going to finish last. Royals actually should be a little better. Uh, they picked up uh, Andrew Benintendi, Carlos Santana, and uh, Mike Miner. Uh, they improved their team um, for the first time in, man, I don't know how long. Since the World Series? Yeah, probably. Um, old friend Wade Davis is back pitching in that uh, Oh, man. There's a name I haven't heard from in a while. I have the Tigers finished fifth. Uh, it was kind of a toss-up between them and the Royals. Who's their manager now? Uh, Tigers, 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 Tigers. I don't know. Can you Google it real quick? Yep. I don't remember. It's not Ron Gardenhire anymore. Yeah, that's um, – They made some key offensive moves. They signed uh, Robbie Grossman um, in their outfield. Should be better. but A.J. Hinch. Oh, that's right. Forgot. He got uh, banned for a year from uh, – That's actually kind of pretty good. Uh, yeah, he's a really good manager. Yeah, that could work out um, well. Interesting. And Alex Cora is back with the uh, Boston Red Sox yep. as well. Um, American League West, I have the Angels winning that division. I got the Athletics. I have the Athletics division third. Okay. The Angels uh, have a much improved bullpen. They traded for Reds closer Ray Sella Glacius. Uh, Shohei Otani being able to pitch and hit this year could be huge for him. He's a uh, sleeper MVP uh, pick for me. Anyway. I like that. Um, I have Houston Astros finishing second. I do as well. They lost George Springer, but the offense is still uh, really good. Um, pitching staff's a bit of a question outside of Zach Greinke and Lance McCullers. Uh, bullpen has a bunch of no names, and their other three is rotation Greinke hurt? Guys. Is he hurt? 
I thought I heard something. Maybe it might be. I might have heard that wrong. I was kind of had a, a game on background noise the other day. And I thought I heard something about Grinky being hurt, but I could have. He might be totally heard that incorrectly. Nope, he's fine. Uh, nope, must have been talking about somebody else. <laughs> Good one. I have the Oakland A's finishing third. I got the Angels finishing third. Uh, Billy Bean resigned. Yeah, he uh, is working for somebody. He didn't like a was something with like soccer involved soccer. Yeah. Forget who's some working group for or them. something. Yeah, um, they lost Marcus Simeon and Liam Hendricks. Rotation should still be solid. I have the uh, Seattle Mariners finishing fourth. Yeah, uh, rotation should be okay, and the offense should be okay as well. Um, hope to see number one prospect Jared Kalinick um, sometime this summer. He's a stud. So they're going on twenty years without making the playoffs, and it's not going to end. I don't this think year. it's going to happen Woo. this year. No, sorry, Mariners. Um, I have the Texas Rangers finishing fifth. The only thing I have written down here are, is they are so bad. And they're, they're going to allow 100% capacity. Yeah, they might have 100% at the start, but by May they'll be seeing about 12%. So I'm they'll just, be right there with everyone Even else. though they're allowing up to 100 I'm interested to see how many people actually show up. 100% in you Texas. Think, you think absolutely. In Texas? Yeah, well, <laughs> they're not even the most popular team in Texas. but It's Texas. But it's Texas and yeah. they're – Dying to go do something, probably. Yeah. You're right. You're Nas- right. National League East, I have the Braves winning that division. Me too. Great offense, improved rotation with signs of Charlie Morton and uh, Drew Smiley. Bullpen should be solid. They're just a really good team. Back where they should be. We grew up with the Braves dominating the NL East. I hated that, but uh, <laughs> they are back. Um, I have the New York Mets finishing second. I did too. Trade for Francisco Lindor. Uh, Steve Cohen's opening up the pocketbook. Uh, Going to sign him to probably a $300 million extension. Rotation and bullpen should be really good. I have the Washington Nationals finishing third. I didn't think this far ahead. I'll take the Phillies third. <laughs> uh, they signed Kyle Schwarber and old Johnny Lester. That's uh, right. Traded for Josh Bell. As I well think Schwarber has a big power year this year for him. I agree. Uh, they signed Brad Hand. Um, they're just they're going to be much improved from last year. I have the Phillies finishing fourth. I'll take the Nationals fourth. Didn't do a whole lot to improve. Uh, they're really not that great of a baseball team. But, uh, Bryce Harper will give him some dubs. He could. <laughs> if he stays healthy. I have Miami, Miami finishing fifth. Yep. Made the playoffs last year. Helped the Cubs to one run. I completely forgot about games. that. It was an expanded postseason, so it doesn't really count. Got Donnie Baseball probably a few um, years. Uh, yeah. Breathing room. They drastically changed their bullpen. They're still not. They drastically good. change everything whenever they have any amount of success. Nope. National League Central, I have the St. Louis Cardinals winning that division. I do, too. Traded for Nolan Arenado for pennies on the dollar. Yeah, because, you notice uh, they didn't wear anything on Arenado. The uh, Colorado sure. Rockies are just the worst. <laughs> that they ownership. will be the second worst team in the NL this year. I agree. Uh, they have a few rotation and bullpen question marks, though, although um, their stud, Jack Flaherty, uh, needs to have a bounce back year, and I think you will. I have the Cubs finishing second. I have the Brewers second. And I I had the Cubs finishing third, and I switched them with the Brewers. It's coin flip second. for me, though. Um, they signed Jock Peterson, who has eight homers this spring and is leading Can I all. call him Jock Strap? Sure, absolutely. Um, Major League players in homers this spring. Signed Eric Sogard and Jake Marisnik for the bench. Matt Duffy made the team. Uh, they signed Jake Arrieta and Trevor Williams. Traded you Darvish for Zach Davies. I actually like this roster more right now than I did last year at this time. I think a lot of Cub fans are, I've, I've heard been saying that. A bunch of the cores in uh, contract years: Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, Javier Baez. They have lowballed Anthony Rizzo. Yeah, what, what's what, what's up with that? They have offered him half of what Paul Goldschmidt signed with the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. It's pathetic. I hate. 
this front office anymore. I hate this ownership. I've hated this ownership for a while. Yes, to be honest. Yes. Uh, the front office isn't doing themselves any favors. Uh, Jed Hoyer's really starting to turk me off. He's just one of those guys I can't imagine in a different uniform. Exactly. He is the captain. The other one's sure, but not him. He's the captain. He needs to be yeah. there for the rest of his career. Man. Um, they're probably not going to get a deal done. There was a hard deadline opening day. Riz said today that he told his agent, don't even talk to me about it anymore. So he can focus on the year. Jeez. Just a lack of respect for the most, maybe the most important player they've acquired in these um, nine years since he's been acquired. Ten years. Nine years. It's crazy been. how this core has really just dissolved almost. Yeah. Pretty good. It, is, it, just it still is dissolving. They but. just haven't been that good. Yeah. Um, they sent Nico Horner down. He was arguably their best hitter this spring. I saw that on your Twitter. Outside of Jock Peterson. I understand it in the fact that he's only played like 56 games in the minors, but there's not even going to be a AAA season until May, so you're sending him down to an alternate site where he's not even going to get uh, to play against like normal pitching. Why Why is it not going to be a AAA season until May? Why are they uh, delaying that? I don't that? really know why they pushed it back. Uh, some logistical reasons, I believe. Okay. Um, I don't understand it, but uh, they did, and I don't understand why the Cubs sent Nico Warner down. I have the Cubs third. Um, Cubs need KB to have a great year, obviously, if they want to make any sort of noise. Uh, I, th- I think they're the second-best team in the Central, though. Yeah. I have the Brewers finishing third. Uh, they signed Colton Wong, Jackie Bradley Jr. Hey, at um, least he's not a Cardinal anymore. Yeah. I wish he would have gone Still in the division, the division. though. <laughs> um, rotation has some questions, but they have the best bullpen duo in baseball with Josh Hader and Devin Williams. I have the Reds finishing fourth. That's something we haven't said too much about the Brewers, if ever. Best bullpen duo. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But they, they legitimately do. Those guys are great. I got the Reds finishing fourth as well. They only signed one player to a major league deal in the offseason. <laughs> That's uh, exciting. They lost Trevor Bauer, traded Raycel Iglesias. They're going to play slow A. Eugenio Suarez at short, it sounds like. He's not a shortstop. I was going to say, taken by your um, reaction, that's not a good thing. Sonny Gray is going to miss opening day with back spasms. They got significantly <laughs> worse this offseason. <laughs> you hate to see it? Uh, you just hate to see it. They In a normal year, they wouldn't even been in the playoffs last year, and I had a Reds fan tell me they're loaded. Uh, you can probably guess uh, who I had a Reds fan tell me that uh, once they start 2-8, and eight, it's football season. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, we both have the Pirates finishing first. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, they got they're gonna be the worst team. Rid of in my opinion, majority the of their roster have the worst roster. They're literally put a triple A roster out there. Yeah, I was gonna say have the worst roster in Major League oh, Baseball on paper. National League West, you have probably maybe the two best teams in baseball. Yeah, and it sucks they have to play yep. in this division, uh, in the same division. Uh, I have the Dodgers finishing first. I do as well. Uh, they signed uh, Trevor Bauer, a uh, best team in baseball, and they got better <laughs> every year. They do rich it. get richer. Yep, David Price is back. He opted out last year of COVID. That's right. So he's back. Uh, just added another Jeez. Uh San Diego Padres, I assume you both have yep. finished second. Uh, traded for Blake Snell, Hugh Darvish, and Joe Musgrove. Uh, probably the second best team in baseball. And as I said, it's just it, it's not fun. They play in the same division. Put big the best. Money, money on Tatis Jr. I mean, yep. talk about a small market team wanting to be in the big market. They're, they're yep. trying. Good for them. Yep. I have the Diamondbacks finishing third. Um, bottom half of this division will get eaten alive yeah, I got by the, the top two. I, we're going to the same five. I have the Giants finishing fourth. Rockies finishing fifth. What a joke. Playoffs, I have a wild card Toronto over or Toronto playing uh, the New York Yankees. Not the Yankees winning that one. I have the Twins over the Blue Jays. I have the Mets and the Padres playing in the wild card, and I have the Padres winning that one. The exact same. In the ALDS, I have Tampa Bay winning in five against the Yankees. 
I didn't do the matchups in my head. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to tell you the representative once we get there. I have the White Sox winning in four over the Los Angeles Angels. I will say I have the White Sox in the ALCS against the Yankees. It's really not fun. We have to see the Dodgers and Padres play in the NLDS, but we do. Um, that's my prediction anyway. I have the Dodgers in five, and I have the Atlanta Braves beating the St. Louis Cardinals in five. I have the White Sox beating the Blue Jays in six, and I have the Dodgers beating the Braves um, in the NLCS, and then I have the Dodgers over White Sox in the World Series. Got the White Sox in the World Series, huh? I got them in the ALCS. I got the Yankees beating the White Sox, and I have the Padres making it from the wild card into the World Series, rematch the 1998 World Series, Padres-Yankees, with the Yankees finally doing something for the first time since 09 and and winning their 28th championship. My American League MVP, I have Mike Trout, Sleeper, Vlad Guerrero Jr., and Shohei Otani. Tim Anderson. That's a nice pull right Mm -hmm. there. NL MVP, I have Fernando Tatis Jr., he got hurt a few weeks ago, but I think he's okay. Yep, that's that's my pick, too. I think he's going to be amazing. I think Lindor and Acuna, Ronald Acuna Jr. should be candidates as well. Um, the Cy Young, I have Garrett Cole winning. I got Garrett Cole. And the sleeper, Tyler Glass now. Uh, and on Cy Young, I'm taking Pooh Darvish. Taking DeGrom. That's an easy pick. Yeah. yeah. I bet I wanted to go a little different because it seems like DeGrom wins it every year yeah. except last year. There's another guy I saw a lot of people picking in the NL. Now I can't think of his name. Ain't it? Because one guy had to, a lot of them. DeGrom, yeah. there's Darvish, Jack Flaherty maybe. Might have been Flaherty. That he was sounds one of my about sleepers. right. Yeah, um, yeah, I think that's right. Can't think of anyone else. Yeah. I mean, with that, Birdie Bogey there. Yes. So uh, I have one name. Yeah, yeah. I think I think one's pretty obvious. So Mike Woodson, new Indiana coach. Um, he's one of five 2,000-point scores in Indiana school history. I gave you one, Don Schultz, Schultz, I don't know how to pronounce his name. He scored 2,192 points from 52 to 55. Woodson scored 2,061. I want to know the other three members of this club. Yogi Ferrell. No. Really? Really. That was the one that I was for sure. Yogi Ferrell didn't he score did not 2000. score 2,000. Dang. That's a good guess, though. Dang, I thought for sure. Is there all four years? Still got a chance to get a par. Um... Alford get to 2,000? Yeah, 2,438 from 84 through 87. And I'm going to go with, uh, what about Calbert Chaney? He's their all-time leading scorer with 2,613 from 1990 to 93. Who was the third one? A.J. Guyton. What name? 2,100 from you know 97 what? to I'll take 2000. I, I'll give you a par. You did better. I got two out of three yeah, there, boy. I should give myself a half a birdie. <laughs> That's a par. <laughs> <laughs> I did pretty well there. Uh, let's see if I missed any messages. Nope. I thought I had another message about our show comment. I'll check Facebook real okay. quick yep. before, uh, before we wrap things up. Before we sign off. Uh, if you want Tan and Jamin Show merch, uh, if you want to support our podcast and look great doing show, we doing so, we still have a promo code going through April 6th. It's all caps madness at checkout, and you get 20% off um, select items. So please take advantage of that. We got tank tops. T-shirts, long sleeve, short sleeve, zip-ups, hoodies, um, coffee mugs, all sorts of things. So we'd really appreciate the so support. So tank tops? Yes, I did. That was the first thing I uh, went with. That I'm was the start. latest thing bought from our store. I'm going to start wearing Book it shirts. Book it. So um, also for everybody listening on the audio platform, please hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating and review. That really helps us out. And I still get the question. A lot of people wonder how they can watch the show. Since it is a live simulcast every week, mm-hmm. we are live on the ISC Sports Network from 630 to 730. 
Eastern Time every Monday night. So check your uh, cable company, see if they have the ISC Sports Network. If not, there's plenty of ways you can watch it. They have a free app, or you can get on their website. You can also get their app through uh, Roku, uh, Fire Stick, Apple uh, TV. Um, I think there's a couple other ways. Uh, but and, and then you also can tune in on their Facebook and Twitter page, and they share it as well live every Monday. So plenty of ways you can see our beautiful faces every Monday if, if, if you really want to. Have a great week, everybody. We'll be back at it next Monday. <laughs>